Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Ethereal Dose Podcast. We're so excited to have you guys. It's February 1st. Happy Love Month. Welcome back to our podcast. We're excited <laughs> to have you guys. It is Love Month, February. For some people, it may be a not so exciting month, but for others, it is. Um, so we're going to be starting this new series where um, we talk about love in some way (laughs) whether it be singleness being in a relationship or whatnot um just to let you guys know we are posting our new podcast every other monday so for the month of february we have two podcasts and for every other month we have two podcasts (laughs) um and we drop every monday at noon yeah so be ready whether it be at your gym or in your car or on your lunch break be ready to hear us Our next podcast on February 15th will be on relationship deal breakers. So click on the link in our podcast, the anchor link to leave us a voice memo. And also our DMs are open. So leave us some messages telling us about what your relationship deal breakers are and we'll talk about it. But for this week's episode, as you can see by the title, we have a very exciting guest. He is someone who is just very well-versed, very knowledgeable, has a lot of wisdom. Yes. He is a small group coordinator for Abide and Emerge Ministries, which is based in Atlanta. But he resides in Colorado and um, is a leader here at Abide in Atlanta and Emerge. He's going to be talking about singleness and his journey with singleness and what it looks like to be content in singleness. Yeah, embracing it. Yep. Um, So this, we just finished recording with him. It was so good. It was so fruitful. Lydia and I learned so much from him and we're excited for you guys to listen. Yes. So be ready to listen with open hearts, open mind, ready to take in- Take out a notepad. All the wisdom, right? Take out a notepad. Do what you got to do. Right. Get a pen. Write some notes down. And take the advice- for real, because it was really good. Even if you're not single, I think there are a lot of things that you can learn from what he said. Um, so hopefully it's an encouragement to those who, you know, are interested in a relationship or marriage. And if not, reflect on what it looks like to be content in any season that you're in. Yes. Emphasis on that. We hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Let us know what you guys want to hear from us in the future. We'll have our anchor link down below. And also you can leave us a voice memo letting us know what you want to hear next. Any advice that you have. We are so open to hear everything you have to say. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. This is your very first podcast feature. And so we're honored to have you on Ethereal Joe's podcast. Yes. So Aman here is one of our favorite people. Well, I met him years ago, but now he, um, what he does is he is a um, a small group coordinator for Abide, which is a young adults ministry in Atlanta. And every Wednesday he leads Bible studies, which Edin and I are a part of, and he's a great a great Bible study uh, leader. You guys should join if you have a chance. Um, aside from that, Aman is, well, like I said, he's he's an amazing person. He's a great teacher. He has so much wisdom. And that's why we have him on our podcast today. Also, we would love, Aman, for you to introduce yourself to tell the people, the listeners, who you are and just, you know, a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Aman Abarra. Uh I am currently living in Denver. Yeah, very passionate about, uh, specifically about the word. I love to teach. I love 
uh, the Bible study setting. I love everything about that. Um, I just know how impactful that was for me, you know, when I first got saved. Uh, now, yeah, just as uh, as you were saying, you know, leading, you know, Bible studies for Abide, also for Emerge too, for the high school group uh, out there as well. Um, so super passionate about that, super passionate about the word. Um, I'm 32 uh, and I'm single. Ooh, dirty, dirty. 30, yeah, dirty, 30s <laughs> uh, for a few years now. Uh, single and uh, ready, ready to, to mingle. Ready to single. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <That's... laughs> you know, uh, so I yeah. guess that's, uh, that's a little bit about me. And thank you guys, yeah, for having me on. This is, uh, yeah, you said your first uh, first feature. This is my first podcast episode, actually, doing one too. So, yes, so many firsts. As the month of February, you know, starts, you guys are listening to this on February 1st. So, we wanted to make um, the very first feature podcast for this month to be all about singleness and how to be content in singleness. Lydia and I thought, you know, you would be the perfect person to ask this question and hopefully the listeners can hear from you, learn from you. And we also want to hear from you too. When we step into February and it being the love month or Valentine's Day being in February, I think there's there's a lot of different types of people. There's people that are excited about the month because they're in relationships. And then there's people who are single and despise it, hate it, don't even want to think about it. And so um, whenever February does hit or whenever there is talk about relationships or when there is talk about being single, most times we hear it from people who are married or already or are in relationships. Um, and I think it's really important to hear it from someone who is single and is older and understands and um, is content, like Edin said. Um, so there is, yeah, uh, so many things I think that you uh, that you just said that like you know we could kind of you know go go with um, one. Yeah, I am definitely content. I, I love uh, being single. You know, I know that's that's kind of weird. Um, I would definitely say, like, don't let my parents hear this episode or anything like that because they're going to be really <laughs> upset, right? You know, being in our community, what that's like, uh, you know, to our to our parents and even to to a lot of us, you know, around my age and, and a little bit younger, like our mid-20s, late-20s, early-30s, around there, right? You know, singleness is is a curse right like, or, or like this you know almost like a disease that you have to be healed of um and you know you're not going to be happy or content you know in in life you know until you reach that that goal that you know that that big that big thing of, of marriage uh and that's that's not the case um now you know everything that's been said up to this point uh it probably sounds like i hate marriage which i don't uh, marriage is an absolutely beautiful thing uh marriage is you know when we when we look even biblically especially biblically uh, about about marriage and what it's supposed to do and what it can do and what it accomplishes and what it points to you know uh, ultimately pointing to that relationship between christ and his bride marriage is a a beautiful beautiful thing um you know it's just he who finds a uh, finds a wife finds a good thing but uh, it's not necessarily the be-all end-all of life Right. And so uh, I think, you know, something that I learned really early on, uh, I guess, yeah, even in my own personal life, like marriage was never really something that I was like, I am absolutely like, you know, I'm content right now, but later on, I do want to get married. You know, I think you can also, mm -hmm. you can be content and still desire marriage. Like it's not, you know, 
either or, but it's like, you can have both. You can be content where you're at now and, and still desire marriage. Mm-hmm. There was never really like this burning desire that I ever had, you know, to get married. And once I got saved, you know, I was so like, oh my God, I love Jesus. Like I'm, you know, like, I'm so excited to be in this, like I'm in a relationship. Like I actually, I have the Lord um, that, yeah, just marriage was like, I don't, I don't know how marriage can kind of like fit, fit into this. Uh, and I remember a lot of people saying, especially, you know, uh, my parents' age, a little bit older, you know, around that age, a lot of people say, oh, okay, that'll wear off, right? You know, yeah, you know, when you first get saved, you think, like that excitement is there, but that'll, that'll wear off. And, you know, here I am almost eight years later uh, and still hasn't worn off, you know, <laughs> still, uh, still pretty content, I guess, you know, with, with uh, you know, with being single. Uh, but I think for a lot of people who are struggling, um, you know, who are like, you know, I really do want to get married. And that's not a bad thing, right? You know, desiring to get married is <laughs> obviously not, not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when we're talking about trying to be content, you know, where you're at, um, mm-hmm. I think what helps is like having a realistic view, uh, not only of, of marriage, but also a realistic view of your singleness, you know, that yeah. marriage so isn't right. Like marriage is not your salvation. Marriage is not the be all end all. Marriage is not going to all of a sudden fix all of your problems, you know? Uh, so if you, you know, struggle with lust, if you struggle like, man, I'm really bad with stewarding my finances. I'm really, you know, um, I just don't have a lot of self-confidence. I don't, you know, whatever it may be marriage in and of itself, you know, just because you said I do on that day, isn't all of a sudden like magically boom, my problems are solved. You know, I think that's, that's putting a lot of faith into a person. Mm. You know, like this person is now going to fix all of my problems. This person is now just going to complete me. And I'm, you know, that's it. And I'm just like, uh, that person biblically could not fix themselves. Like we can't think that that person can now fix you. Right. right? You know? right. So yeah, like having a realistic view, I think will also will help you know, with that, that marriage, okay, hey, isn't going to save me. It's not going to fix everything about me. Um, and again, as I kind of already mentioned, singleness isn't this curse or, or disease. Like, I've heard that, you know, like, you know people yeah. are actually thinking like singleness is, is a curse. I remember when I, when I first got, uh, first got saved and uh, speaking with my mom and my mom's like, you know, when you, when you get to that age in the Abishak community, you get to like 24 23, 24, 25, the questions, where are my grandbabies, right? Where is it at? Where is the ring? Where, what are you doing? So aggressive. It's like, like overnight, right? Like it's no dating, no dating, no dating, no dating, no dating. Where are my grandbabies, right? Like it's just, you're like, that was, that was a little unexpected. Uh, And I remembered (laughs) my poor mother, um, you know, being a little adamant about like, no, I'm like never getting married, you know, just, you know, just to kind of like, you know, mess with her a little bit. She's like, I'll never get married. I'll never. And you gave her a heart attack. I'm sure. Later, the, her, the look on her face was like, why would you choose? Why would you like willingly do this? Like that's mm-hmm. why would you? And she, and I don't remember exactly how she phrased it, but she's like, that's so bad. <laughs> like that's, that's so yeah. wrong. Sorry, mom. You're going to have to ask, you know, you're going to have to ask right. your daughter, you know, when the grandkids are, are coming, you know? <laughs> And yeah, so there's this view that like, you know, being single is so, is so bad. Is so, again, like 
it's my wilderness. You know, this is, you know, the Lord punishing me and he's not taking me into the promised land because I must have done something wrong or he hates me. Uh, like you can, you know, you can enjoy your singleness. Singleness is something that is to be valued. I think something to be treasured and something that, yeah. um, yeah, we can really, really benefit from if we would just kind of like shift our perspective a little bit that marriage isn't going to save me. And, you know, singleness isn't like God punishing me. Yeah. Wow. For something. Absolutely. I think a lot of people um, in their 20s, I think when you're younger or whatever, you talk about, oh, okay, like marriage or you, you growing up, you see, it, it seems like kind of the end goal in life is marriage. It, and then when you get to your 20s, you're like, okay, we're working up to this thing, marriage. And then you talk to all these people around you and all like for girls, at least, you know, you, all the girls you talk to, the number one topic is marriage or boyfriends, girlfriends and stuff like that. And then I feel like you lose yourself in that. You lose your purpose. You lose kind of your identity. Like wh- what, what are we doing here? You know, and I feel like that's a big problem for a lot of us. And I think something that a lot of people my age in their 20s need to, what they need to realize is that that's not the purpose in life like there there's a lot more to life than that and when we do get lost in that is when we don't embrace where we're at and we don't allow ourselves to grow allow I mean learn to love ourselves I was listening to this thing you know how TikTok is is a big thing right now <laughs> and there was a TikTok and it was like what advice can you give a single person to embrace you know where they're at right now and somebody suggested this this comedian on um, Netflix and he was like during singleness what you need to do is learn to love yourself and embrace yourself because if you love yourself only 20 percent whenever you do find somebody they love you 30 percent and you think that's a big deal when really it's not enough. But when you end up loving yourself 100% and learn, you know, learning to love yourself 100%, then it takes somebody a lot more um, to actually be able to, you know, get to you. And then you end up realizing your worth and stuff like that. And so I was like, dang, that's good. Snaps. But yeah. It's like marriage becomes an idol and you become the type of person that looks up at it as the end all be all goal. Like once I get married, then I'll be happy. Or once I, you know, find the one, then I'll have reached all of my hopes and dreams. But then you hear from married people and they say you reach that goal and they're like, okay, what's next? Like what's after that? And that's how it is with most things in life, I feel like. It's like once you get that job promotion or something, you're already thinking about the next job promotion or like what else can I do? And so I feel like this topic can be taken in so many ways where it's just like, okay, how do I just be content in this one season I'm in instead of desiring all of these other things? So like what I know from you, it sounds like it came very natural for you. Like you were like, I love Jesus and I'm going to continue loving Jesus and if I find someone, sure, but if not, then cool. But like for for the average male or female that like wants marriage, but you know, um, doesn't want it to become this thing where they lose themselves to it, like Lydia was saying, like what are some ways that we can actually um, really be like at peace with where we are in our lives? And embrace it, yeah. Yeah. And embrace it, yeah. I think that's actually – part of the part of the answer is like embracing just where you are Um, and so by that I mean 
you know, uh, kind of going back to what we, what we started with, you know, having that realistic view of, of singleness, you know, to think that, okay, once I get married, I'll be happy is already robbing yourself like right now that it's impossible for me to be happy right now because I don't have this one, this one thing. Uh, and that's, that's not, that's not true. Right. Um, that, you know, like, especially as believers, we know that we can, we can have joy and contentment in, in any season that our joy and contentment isn't supposed to come from whatever we have or whatever is going on around us. You know, Paul talks about this. Uh, I think it's in uh, Philippians four, you know, when he's like, you know, I, I know what it's like to be in lack. I know what it's like to have abundance. I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to be cold. I know what it's like to, to have everything that I feel like I need, but I have learned to be content in every one of those seasons. Like I've learned the secret of contentment. Like it's something that he learned over time then. So his contentment was not based off of, okay, I have everything that I need. I have all the money. I have all the finances and resources, this, that, and the other, or I, you know, I don't have any of these things. Therefore I'm not content. Right? He says, no, regardless of that, I'm content. And right after that, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's where that verse actually comes from. He's actually talking about being content uh, and learning to be content. And so I think that's part of it is, is, you know, kind of just embracing where we're at that what I have around me or, you know, that this, you know, specific relationship, you know, um, that I, that I desire that I'm really looking forward to, you know, I can be content. I can actually have that. Like I can, you know, just understanding that just by itself, that I actually can be happy and content right now. And that marriage isn't going to be the thing that, that brings that. Um, so I think that's, that's one thing. Uh, another thing is uh, something I, we kind of touched on it, you know, the other day when we were, when we were talking a little bit um, and I appreciate something that you said was, you know, there was like a period of time where you kind of shut down, you know, um, constantly thinking about, or your, you know, whether books or you know, movies you're watching or, music you're listening or whatever it may be that all pointed to you know relationships and getting into a relationship and having that and so you know i think you know one thing that we can do practically is just pay, paying attention to what is it that we're focused on like what am i constantly thinking about what am i constantly yeah. like i wake up thinking about marriage i go to sleep thinking about marriage i'm reading books about marriage i'm you know watching rom-coms 24 7 like binging on netflix or whatever it might be you know, uh, like are all my conversations and in everything that I'm doing all pointing to what I'm lacking, like what I feel like I'm lacking? Um, if that's the case, then yeah, then I'm, you know, I'm only, you know, emphasizing and enforcing what I already believe that, okay, I'm alone. I don't have this thing, right? When I read all the books and I, and I watch all the movies and I talk about it and I talk to married people and I see just how happy they seem, like I'm only enforcing uh, I'm in this wilderness. I'm in the worst place of my life. And like, I'm never going to be happy unless I have yeah. this thing. Yeah, that's really good. Right. Like if I'm just constantly focused on this thing, then yeah, you know, you're going to have a hard time being content in the season that you're in. No, that's, you're absolutely right. Because when I think back to, I guess I can, only, I'm referring back to like when quarantine started or around that time when we had so much time, like, I feel like I per, would constantly you know watch tv or you know find things to fill up my time and a lot of shows were um getting dropped on netflix like the old 90s not 90s early 2000 shows and a lot of them had like you know rom-coms like the game and all that and um i think at that time 
that was all I was watching. And I was even talking to Edit, and I was like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden I'm thinking too much about relationships. <laughs> and that was never me. And I was like, bro, like, I don't know what, what it is. And I think she brought up what she did, you know, the fast and stuff like that. And I think having conversation about it, I realized like, okay, I'm always, I'm all, I'm watching the game or I'm watching all these episodes all day. And the, the number one thing that <laughs> that's talked about on the show is like relationships. There's a lot going on. And of course, like that's what I'm feeding myself. So of mm-hmm. course, it's, that's going to be what I think about. And so I had to cut cut it off, and it definitely helped me a lot. Um, so what you're saying right there, I'm like, yeah, definitely. Like people can get anything from this uh, from this conversation. It'd be, you know, what what you're taking in the majority of the time is what you're going to end up thinking about anyways. So you know, look out for yourself and don't do that to yourself. I'm actually just genuinely curious about this question because I would like to know for my own well-being, not my own well-being, but just I'm just genuinely curious. I feel like, you know, nuns are called to a life of celibacy and singleness and so are brothers and, you know, priests and stuff. But like, how do I know if I'm being called to a life of singleness? Like, is that just God's way of not bringing a man into my life? Is that God's way of like not bringing like uh, a companion for me? Or I don't know, like, is this going to be some kind of sign that I get from God, like singleness or like dedication? <laughs> yeah. The Apostle Paul, just like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what, how do I know that this is like what God is calling me to do? Good question, Eden. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I think one, so just, you know, so for, for me personally, uh, just to kind of speak to my, you know, what's been going on in my, in my life, in my walk with the Lord, mm-hmm. I have never once, you know, felt as if the Lord has said to me, I'm on, thus saith the Lord, right? You know, uh, <laughs> you are going to be single and this is, you know, when I created you, I had singleness in mind and, and this, that, and the other, right? Like, mm-hmm. I've never, I've never felt that. I've never... Like, yeah, I just, I've, you know, the, the you heavens imagine? have never parted, right? <laughs> like, you know, um, <laughs> for some people, I know that would just be the, like the worst, but, uh, the worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, Lord, is this what you're calling me to? Why would you curse me with this, right? Why would you do this to me? Yeah. You know, I think you made a mistake kind of thing, right? Um, yeah, so for me, I, I don't feel as if, you know, the Lord has ever, has ever said that to me or anything like that. But, you know, to, to kind of answer your question, like, how do we, how do we kind of know? I think there's a couple ways to answer that. One, if the Lord really was like, you know, when I, I formed you in your mother's womb, I had singleness in mind. I had a very specific plan and a purpose where, yeah, marriage was not going to be a part of that picture. When, when we are in relationship with the Lord, one of the things that I love about our relationship you know, with him is the more I pursue him, the more I get to know him, uh, the more he reveals himself to me. The more he reveals himself to me, he not only reveals himself, but he reveals who I'm supposed to be, right? So like, yeah. you know, he's the one who formed us in our mother's womb. He's the one who created us. He's the one who knew us before we were even someone physical, like on this earth, mm-hmm. before our parents knew yeah. each other, the Lord knew us, right? And so the more I get to know him and, and I'm, I'm just walking in a relationship with him, the more he begins to reveal, this is the plan that I have for you. This is the purpose that I have. This is the the calling and the, you know, the the design and, and all these things, right? He begins to reveal that more and more. And so 
I really think that if, if that was something that the Lord really was like, hey, you specifically, this is what I have for you. I think he'll reveal that, you know, in time, in my relationship with him, that like, yeah. And I think I would also be really comfortable with that decision as well. I'd be really comfortable with, with him, me telling me that because he's probably preparing me and molding me, right? You know, again, the more I get to know him, the more he reveals himself to me, you know, uh, I think it's Psalm 37 that says like, you know, he gives us the desires of our heart. Mm-hmm. The more I get to know him, the desires of my heart actually begin to change to yeah. his desire, mm-hmm. right? It's no longer my kingdom, my will. It's now his kingdom. His wow. kingdom. So all uh, it's something that he'll prepare me for and mold me for and, and kind of groom me you know for that but if it's not one of those again you know the lord has parted the skies or spoken in that still small voice or whatever it may be and it's just kind of just you know just deciding you know paul talks a lot about it in first um, uh, corinthians 7 where that's where he's like you know hey i wish more of you guys would be like me you know in, yeah. in being single but he's like but this is not a command from the lord this is just let me just talk to you guys for a second. That's, that's kind of mm-hmm. what he's saying, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's saying, you know, the married person or the unmarried person is, is undivided. Right? The unmarried person, their, their sole pursuit is to just please the Lord. Right. And so right. like, that's, that's all they're concerned about is just, is just to please the Lord. And so they're not mm-hmm. worried about, about a spouse. And so again, there's a purpose to your singleness, right? So if I'm using my time of singleness and I'm constantly not using it for what it's supposed to be for, again, that I don't feel that, that contentment. He says, uh, the, the, the married person, their attention is divided and rightfully so. Like, you know, I should mm-hmm. pay, you should pay attention to your spouse. That's, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> Paying attention to your spouse is, is good. Um, but again, you know, it's now you're no longer solely concerned with the affairs of the Lord, right? Yeah. Now you're, you're concerned about your, your spouse. Um, and so I guess it does kind of boil down to, you know, if you don't hear that big booming audible voice, you know, which 99.9% of us, you know, don't, um, then it comes down to, okay, are you at least stewarding this time of singleness? Well, you know, I, if I, I don't know of anyone who has gotten like that, that confirmation, like, no, 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 like the Lord has actually spoken to me and said, I am called to singleness. Right. And again, I don't feel that way. And even though like, I feel so content in my, my singleness, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, the Lord told me that. No, he hasn't. I guess it's maybe less of, okay, Lord, is this what you're calling me to? Mm-hmm. And more so like stewarding this time that we, that I do have and saying, okay, Lord, this is a, this is a gift of a season that you've given me. How can I use this well? I love what you said. Like singleness is a gift and it makes me think sometimes that um, it's so underrated. Like I feel like a lot of the growth that happens within your early 20s, your mid 20s, and even like your 30s, 40s, like what, whenever, however long your singleness is, a lot of that growth happens in that moment where you are alone and it's just you and God or just you trying to figure out life. And um, I think sometimes we take that for granted and when we hit married life, we don't realize how much of a commitment it is and how much of a sacrifice it is and how scary it can be sometimes to not think about yourself anymore. Like you're constantly thinking about someone else's struggles, someone else's concerns, how to please them, how to support them and stuff. Even in that time of singleness, we can be groomed for marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Like the more I get to learn who my father is, you know, I, I begin to learn what a father looks like. I begin to learn 
what a good spouse is. You know, again, if, if marriage is supposed to represent this re- this relationship between Christ and his bride, the church, yeah. the more I get to know who Jesus is, the more I get to learn what marriage is supposed to be like, right? And so again, mm-hmm. I, I enter in, you know, I think a little bit more groomed. I think I enter in, you know, um, with healthy expectations of what my marriage is supposed to be, you mm-hmm. know, that marriage, like you said, marriage does require work. Marriage does require, you know, sacrifice. Um, mm-hmm. Marriage, you are exposed, right? You're like, not only mean just physically, That's scary. I mean, like, oh my every part of you is exposed, right? Like Seriously? your oh frustrations, your, your, your shortcomings, uh, your lack of patience, your whatever it might be. Yeah. It's like marriage doesn't all of a sudden again fix those marriage just just shines the light on that like yeah. hey you're not as patient as you thought you were like, mm-hmm. looking at it that way too that i can even think of my singleness as preparation right it doesn't have to be this wilderness uh-huh. that and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. i get into marriage then i start getting prepared for marriage no no my singleness yeah. even then can be a time of preparation uh, and molding yeah. and shaping for you know that next step if it does come if it does come i like how yeah. you added that yes yeah like i'm not expecting it that's not what i'm expecting mm-hmm. of my life but yeah if it happens wow that's I've, really good i've always heard like be the person that you want to marry mm-hmm. so like if you want to marry someone who is like um really confident and who is like a provider and like really su- supportive and just has their life together are you actually acting those things out in your day-to-day life? And yeah. if you're not, maybe you should start now before you meet that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even physically. <laughs> Be the person who you want to end up with. If you want somebody yeah. that's chiseled, you better chisel up. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's not well, fair. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, that's actually, that's, that's legit. You know, that, yeah. There are times where we do expect perfection from you know, our, our potential spouses, but we don't, we, we wouldn't even dream of holding ourselves to such a high, a high standard, um, yeah. which I think that's also another conversation because like, mm. you know, I think sometimes we do have way, our expectations sometimes are just too, too high. Like we find oh. one little, there are a lot of people I can I want to get into that with be. you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> tell us, I tell really us your think. dream girl, Amon. Like, I want to hear Ooh. what would it take Ooh. for you not <laughs> to be single right now? Honestly, actually, wow. do you even have a, like, have you sat down? Um, you had to have sat down and thought about it, but like, did do you, you have, right? That's a real uh, valid question. No, it is a valid question. Um, have I sat down and actually was like, this is what I would want if I were ever to get married? To be honest, I haven't. Um, like what I have, like, here, so <laughs> just thinking about it, you know, like yeah. my big things. All right, all right, let me, let me start with myself before I talk about somebody else. My big thing for me. Good one. My relationship, <laughs> this is right? Very exciting. Right, yeah, this year, y'all got me getting vulnerable here. He's single, uh, ladies. <laughs> so when I first got saved, right, that was, that really was like this big, just monumental change in my life. Like as it is when Andrew, whenever anybody gets saved, right, that's a big change, right? You know, mm-hmm. you've gone from death to life, literally. So I had this... This passion, this fire, this feel, whatever you want to call it, to say, Lord, I know the kind of person that I was. You actually know even better the kind of person that I was. It just became one of those things. Like I, I put my head down and just started running. You know, I was like, What I, I got to know you. I got to know you. So I guess yeah, to bring that to to your question, Andrew, like if I'm 
here I am running with Jesus, right? Just excited to, to, to hear from him or, or you know, read his word or, you know, those kinds of things. If, I, if one day I look up and there's someone running right next to me, you know, with that same kind of desire, that same kind of passion, that Aww. like that, I think it has is, is by far the most important thing. Lord, does this person love you? But love you because you know, and again this isn't to set like a standard like oh i read my bible 20 hours a day and you have to do that and no, nothing like that but like man like just that but that genuine love there, there's nothing there's nothing more important to me you know than, yeah. than that and so because when i look at marriage something that honestly something that like terrifies me about marriage is you know when paul talks about your attention being divided lord can i not spend like that much time with you anymore so like the thought of sharing my time like intimate time, like really intimate time with someone else, like, that, like just to be completely vulnerable and honest, that terrifies me. That That is like, I just, I don't know if that's for me, you know? So as far as like, you know, that, that person, is she like, does she love him? Does she love him? You know, like, yeah. And from there, then, I, you know, everything else is, is honestly, like I don't mean to sound like holy and pious or whatever, but like everything else really is secondary to me. But then I guess like the second, the second thing is, is like, like, am I really willing to share that time? <laughs> like, am I, okay, am I, maybe I'm being selfish. Maybe I like, maybe the Lord needs to work on that in me first, but yeah, it's that, that idea of sharing. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy because I don't think I've ever spoken to anybody who's, who's explained it like that or who said that. Would I, am I willing to share that time? Like the time that I would be dedicating to my, my person, like, would I be able to... <laughs> Like that would be me giving up the time that I'd spend with the Lord with this other. I've never, I've never heard that. And so the way that you're explaining it, I'm like, I gotta set my priorities straight. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, but yeah, I'm like, dang, that's that's real. Thank you for for being vulnerable. Yeah, and saying that. You know, uh, you put me on the spot, so why not? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm totally messy. I'm totally messy. Um, I've heard people say like. Oh well, you know, when you're with your your with your spouse, you know, you can have that time together. That's mm-hmm. not the same. <laughs> like, but again, you know, I'm sure, like, if you were willing mm-hmm. to marry this person, then it really would be, you know, it really would be yeah. different. Like, you you would actually enjoy that that time. Yeah. I know, you know, plenty of couples. You know, you'll have that time with the Lord together, and you'll have, you know, you'll have that time, you know, separately. But I guess, yeah, just because I am single, right? I'm not. I can't speak from that, you know, married experience. Mm-hmm. Um, on this side, it doesn't look like that's like something that it doesn't look appealing to you. It really yeah, does or, not. <laughs> that's like that so idea sharing. Yeah, you're you're selfish with your time with God, and that's never a bad thing, right? You can't even blame it. I like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's like obviously the top, you know, tier mm-hmm. requirement. Yeah. Um anything else you know it doesn't have to be um it could be surface level is what i'm trying to say like does she have to like a certain type of music does she have to like a certain type of activity um outdoor i know you live in colorado like i know people like do really outdoorsy stuff there um oh wait can i can i just say one thing well i don't know about outdoorsy stuff but when you say outdoorsy, I think physical activity, and I know Aman is not. <laughs> oh, that's what I was talking about. You're not an outdoorsy no, kind right? of guy. You don't like go yeah. on hikes and stuff. Listen, the mountains are great. Like wherever <laughs> you live in Colorado, you living in Colorado then. <laughs> Let me tell right? you, uh, I got a great view 
a great view of the mountains. Uh, uh, the point of living car, you can take pictures of the mountains. Uh, so other activities, I guess, like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Lydia's like, playing to our Bible right now. And, uh, yeah, it's gonna make me sound like, like I'm a monk. But uh, honestly, you sound like a monk right now because not only are you single <laughs> and content, but all you do is spend quiet time with God. Like, I, I need you to wear that like orange jumpsuit that oh, they I'm wear. Yeah, I'm already bald. Honestly, so, yeah, I mean, they already don't bald. have hair. They're already yeah, bald. This is, that's it. Yeah, that's. I just all I'm missing is that jumpsuit, or you know, and then I'm. I'm okay. I'm good. You to know go. what, Lydia? Let's let's play a, a quick rapid fire of red flag or deal breaker with Aman and see. Oh my gosh. Um. So red flag or deal breaker is a game that we like to play, where we give up. A hypothetical scenario and you decide whether or not this is a red flag and you're going to continue on with this relationship or it's a deal breaker and you want to walk away and you say no 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 i'm not into that and you're like i'm i'm done Ooh, um, okay so I'll, I'll give like a very easy one lydia will give one and then we'll just go from there <laughs> oh my right. gosh on the spot i have to think of one Jeez. Okay. i know <laughs> me too Okay, red flag or deal breaker. She loves um she okay, here's one. She has a lot of guy friends, only guy friends. Uh that that doesn't bother me. So I would oh, say okay. if it's only red flag or deal breaker, I'd say red flag, but yeah. Um okay, let you go ahead. Just think of any kind of one. Oh gosh, pressure. I'm terrible under pressure. Um <laughs> She cares too much about her image. Ooh. She cares too much about her image. Uh, I guess, okay, maybe I'm nitpicking, but I guess that maybe like depending on what we mean by like too much. Uh, Cause I could see that going either way, like either being like a, like a, like a big red flag or that could be, you know, being a deal breaker. Um, mm -hmm. Like if someone is interested in like, okay, hey, like I want to be, I want to be healthy. I want to work out. I want like those kinds know. of things. Okay. Far end of the no. spectrum far end of the yeah spectrum. like the far end or well that's an obvious answer but like she cares about how she looks to others or like how other people see her like she won't leave the house without makeup is that what you mean kind of thing yes and like she over she's over she's too obsessed with like her posts and stuff like that i could see that being a deal breaker mm -hmm. i could also see that like if i'm being honest i could also see that being is that just me being like, you know, getting annoyed with like every little thing, right? Like I, I mm -hmm. also need to learn like, you know, patience and you know, those kinds of things, you know, with, with a significant other. Yeah. So I could see that like, yes, that would be really annoying, <laughs> you know, just straight up. But that could also be like, is that such like, is that such a big thing that I like, I would be willing to end something like end a relationship mm. over that. She um, posts everything on Instagram from like, what kind of drink she has in the morning to um before she goes to bed at night and like i don't know like what book she reads just like constantly on her phone on social media um posting about your relationship on social media how does that make you feel red flag or deal breaker if it's if it has to do a lot about me yeah leave me alone <laughs> no 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 but like also yeah, like it's no. most it's about her too but like yeah. when you guys are together if it's constant, yeah, deal breaker. 
Okay. Good, because I was going to yeah. say it's a deal breaker for me too. <laughs> yeah. If it's like, if, you know, again, like, you know, little things here and there, yeah, that's, that's fine. But, you know, I think, especially if you are out and about, you know, together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're just constantly on your phone. Yeah. 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 Okay. I would have to, yeah. I thought it's a deal breaker. Valid, valid. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. participating in that. Um, <laughs> we just tossed that on you, but it was yeah, cool hey, hearing your input. Yeah. yeah. It was We're very so happy to have you. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really enjoyed talking to you. And I don't know, I feel like you gave a lot of really good advice to the single people out there and even the people who are, are in relationships and like still might be idolizing um their relationship at the time so thank you so much Aman for being on this podcast we have had so much fun talking to you we love you and appreciate you so much so thank you for you poured a lot into me during this conversation I've learned a lot (laughs) me too um and I'm sure a lot of people will as well so thank you man yeah absolutely appreciate y'all love y'all thank you so much for for having me on and yeah you know ultimately I hope you know for those of you guys who are listening just just encourage that hey your singleness is can be a good thing you know I know we talked a lot about like not thinking about you know what you don't have but I think you need to replace that with remembering who you do have especially as a believer mm-hmm. you have the king of kings and the lord of lords you have yeah. a father a best friend you're everything like come on you have so you have him living inside of you like so you literally are not alone you know? yeah. so I think the more we're kind of consumed with that you know the less singleness is the worst the less marriage becomes my salvation the less I feel alone all those kinds of things so really like I hope you guys really are encouraged and yeah this was fun this was a lot of fun so <laughs> awesome all right so we're gonna say bye to our listeners I know he like I think I think I jumped the gun. Right. Sorry. That's... You did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Bad out. Bad out. Bad out.